0: Welcome to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy.
1: We talk about the intersection of parenting and technology. Everything you need to know about raising kids in the digital age.
0: This is Parenting Bites.
1: Hi, welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy of kidsviews.com. I'm here in the studio today with Amy Oztan of Amy Ever After. Hello. And joining us via Skype for the first time ever is Andrea Smith. It's Woo-hoo, very technology.: got, Yeah, technology. You're like the technology guru, so now you get to join us via Skype. This is exciting for us. This is our first Skype call instead of phone call, phone call. We have well, joined I know it's like
0: officially the New Jersey Bureau, because, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
1: because of the impending snowstorm, I actually think we should have some like AI, Andrea. Like, like a weird <laughs> like we, you a know, hologram. We
2: need one of those robots that has the iPad on it where we see her face. Yeah, like that episode of Big Bang Theory. Yes. <laughs> the Andrea
1: robot.
0: With a purple background.
1: Exactly. So actually, this is fitting, Andrea, that you're working at home today. Because today we're talking about how to work at home without losing your sanity. There are a lot of moms and dads now who work at home either part-time, full-time, have your own business, maybe you're a freelancer or you're just, your company allows you to have sort of a flex time thing where you get to work from home a couple days. How do you do that without losing your mind or killing your children or maybe even your spouse or your pet? (laughs) How do you do that? And this is all in light of that. I must have watched this video 300 times at this point. (laughs) Um, That video of that professor giving that BBC interview and both of his children, come barging in we're gonna break it down we have to talk about this because it's the best thing ever Um, and then we'll have our bites of the week okay so let's jump in so first of all I wanted to do this segment this week just because I want to have this video on our page (laughs) because it's the best (laughs) best video ever I can't even tell you how many times I watch it I laugh every time I watch it and I think it's this perfect storm of the dad trying to be serious his faux decor in his bedroom which is hilarious (laughs) like the map that he put up in the background randomly and the books he stacked on the bed so it wouldn't look like a bed and the way the kids are which is one of them reminded me so much of one of my daughters that little girl when she comes marching in so for those of you don't know he's a professor he's an American professor living in South Korea doing an interview on the BBC about very seriously what was going on in South Korea that day which was like the taking out the whole she's gone, the head of South Korea, Korea. and like corruption charges and this and the marches in the street and the protests and everything going on. So he's trying to give this serious interview from home, obviously, and all of a sudden the door flies open and in marches it's like three or four year old little girl
2: in a bright yellow shirt shaking either a maraca or okay, something. I have not checked this out for myself, but I heard it right. was a tampon. <laughs> that would be even better. <laughs> I heard that she and was she's holding waving a tampon. Yeah. She marches
1: in like she's leading the Thanksgiving Day parade.
2: Like she has a
1: beat in her head. She's got a song in her heart. She comes storming in there. And then, then, then right when you
2: think it can't get funnier, the baby wheels in. The like wheelie walker thing. Yeah, one, of, one of those things that, you know, we're not supposed to buy anymore because the kids will fall down the stairs. Right. But, also you know, we have anyway. We're
1: wheeling in behind her. And then whoosh, like literally whoosh, the mom, who's obviously in socks, right, and like must have been in the bathroom, which That's we've all That's what everybody agreed. said, like, like her pants, pants weren't even up, yeah. right?
0: Someone said her pants were open. Yeah, yep. she comes
1: sliding in the room like Tom Cruise in Risky Business Like <laughs> she does like <laughs> a slide in and just grabs both kids and is like hauling them out the door, like the wheeling really one and the other one, and then you hear the kids screaming. In the background, which is hilarious, and then she like reaches down to shut the door as if she doesn't think she'll be on camera if she
2: stays really <laughs> low to grab the doorknob and slam it shut and And I have to ask what would have been worse, the adorable kids. Or the mom running in with oh my her God. pants i know done. Everyone like, said, why didn't the dad just grab the kid and put the kid on a right. lap? That's what, exactly. that, I wanted yeah. that to happen so right. badly. It would have
1: been so Because cute. at that point, like, yeah, you're done. Like, yep. he, she came in there. They're both in there. It's hilarious. Just stick her on your lap and let her, like, wave the tampon around. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what also, to do.
0: Also, the host <laughs> actually said, oh, it looks right. like your daughter just came into the room. <laughs> right.
1: So, <laughs> but I he mean, wasn't it, pretending it, s- it didn't happen.
0: Instead, he looked like he was pushed. I mean, yeah, he was kind of trying to push her out of the way. Get out of here, you know, get, move. And like you would do
1: to a cat almost. Right, right. He was like, didn't, he was like waiting for her to pounce on his lap like a cat. And it was funny because yeah. I read someone had an interview with the grandparents in Ohio, which are his parents. Oh, oh, no. Who said that they Skype like every day with the grandkids. So probably the grandkids, that's what they're used to doing is like, it's their grandparents on the computer when their dad's talking like that. And so they just, she just came on in like, I'm talking to my grandparents. But, this video, I mean, it's got to obviously be the highest watched video ever on the BBC. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> There's no doubt about it. But it stirred, it went from being, oh my God, everyone can relate. Like you've tried to been on a conference call, your kids have interrupted, your whatever, to a huge debate over she was the nanny, she was the mom.
2: Yeah, a lot right. of people just... I, I, it's not exactly that it was a debate. Like, it was really easy to find out that she was the right. mom. It's just that so many people assumed that she was the nanny. Right. Partly
1: because she was Korean, which mm-hmm. was this assumption they made because they were in South Korea. Although, like, the little girl looks Korean. Like, she looks half Asian. Like, there's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Um, so then it was like, why did people make that assumption that that woman... And then some people said, well, she looks so scared. Like, her job was on the line. She came running well, in that, that. That
0: was for me. Like, I, first of all, I didn't know that he was based in Korea. You know, I mean, I knew that he right. was an expert, but if you don't watch that show regularly, you don't know really the logistics of it. For me, it, it was like she looked so terrified. She looked so um, mortified. You know, the way, yeah, the way <laughs> she kind of snuck in and tried to be like, we're not here. Nobody <laughs> behind the curtain. This isn't really happening. Oh my God, get these kids out of here. I felt like. It had to be a nanny because she was so scared. It had nothing to do with her Asian descent. It was more, you know, I didn't even get to see her that quickly. It was more the way she responded. Right. I I honestly just
1: didn't think of it one way or another. <laughs> I was so enchanted by the kids and I thought it was so hilarious. And then I think when I saw the video the first time, it did, the person wrote nanny. Like, that's how they introduced the video. Um, And I think that's part of what happened was that people who first posted made that assumption. And so then it started to travel like
2: that. Oh, when I first saw it, it said mom. So I wonder how much that colored my perception of it. I wonder what I would have thought if I had just seen it without that. But it did spur this entire conversation
1: about why did people think she was the nanny? Um, And obviously it just brought up like, racial stereotypes like people saw him as white and older and then you know and just assume that she was the nanny she has to be the servant because she was asian because she was asian and she looked younger and she was tiny like she he looked like this sort of especially when he pushed his kid away (laughs) it didn't (laughs) look like there was like he didn't acknowledge her at all which was I think part of it too why people felt like that like there was no it was really strange like they had no communication at all right, there
2: was them. no honey can you get the kids out of here right. yes. and I think because I think I
0: he would have was felt terrified less sorry for him if he had acknowledged her or said thank you or made a joke of it you know or right, like, the, like oh the my the poor wife lap, like <laughs> yeah like Oh, sorry. Although no, I, I feel f- for him, yeah, so I feel
1: for him because this was his moment. He's some professor. <laughs> oh, it's his know. moment now. Oh, it's his moment Did, forever. I, I just
2: tried to find the tweet and I couldn't find it. But his tweet when his tweet when, when they when they asked him if they could share the video on yeah. Twitter and his response was something like, "I don't know. Is it one of those things? Things that's going to go viral and get right. crazy? <laughs> right? Which is so <laughs> funny.
1: You have no idea, dude." <laughs>
0: but it did. I think it was something every mother can relate to. Every working mother, everyone who's ever been home trying to do something like that, even a man can totally relate. I've had that experience many times. Sometimes it's just my cat. (laughs) And, you know, you have to be able to respond, but it's just something that so many people can relate to.
1: Well, I think the fact that it gives you away, and especially when you're trying to be so serious like Mm -hmm. he was, like a lot of people said, like, maybe he couldn't move because he's probably wearing pajamas. (laughs) Like, he probably had the suit on top, but on the bottom, he was obviously just hanging at home. It was just like, you know, like you always hear about men you know, yeah. just wearing like their what, shorts, um, you know, because I mean, honestly, the map in the background, I think is the funniest thing. Yes. Yeah. Who has a map in their bedroom? Nobody. Like no adult has a map. He obviously just hung it there to make it look like an office. Um, There was a huge, like, the funniest breakdown ever of this video. Was it on Medium? Yeah. I think it's on Medium. But they do a point-by-point breakdown of why this video is so perfect and brilliant. (laughs) But it ends with the little girl knocking all the books off the bed. Like, no one knew it was a bed until she knocked all the books off. And then you totally were like, oh, that's totally his bed. (laughs) Like, he put books on the edge
2: of it to make it look like he was in a
1: library. Um, Yeah, I think there was so... our. One of the mom bloggers. So we've talked. Have we had Kim on the show. To I talk know about that we've talked. To,
2: we've talked about her lists of right. books, and we've referenced her blog a lot. I don't think she's been on. Okay, so Kim Lamb, who
1: is a big mom blogger, she has a blog, ironically enough, called "I'm Not the Nanny," and it's exactly about this. Um, she's Asian American. Her husband is African American, and so people assume that she is the nanny when she is out with her kids. And she started a whole blog about that. But, I mean, it's about way much more. She's, like, one of the best cooks I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) So if you go on, you're going to see lots of amazing food um, and crafting. And she's an incredible um, book person, so also a book blogger. But she was on the BBC Today talking about this whole issue of why people thought that she was the nanny and how often that happens, not just to Asian moms, but to mixed race moms.
2: Well, I, I had a friend comment on Facebook that she's a couple shades darker than her kids. And even though she's not Hispanic at all, she gets talked to in Spanish all the time when she's out because people assume that she's the nanny since she's darker. Right. And that she's Hispanic. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's So I was always mistaken for the nanny. Really? hmm. And it was purely because my age because I had twins and in Manhattan if you are under 40 and you have twins basically um people assume you're the nanny because they see twins they think IVF or whatever and um and I had it all the time and for no other reason than that like it was there there's no like I look like my kids my kids look like me there was no but it was just they would see me and they would be like oh Oh, that's so cute. Like, what do you work
2: for? My oh, the dad hired for? a hot Strange. young nanny. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, so I, I get that weird feeling of people just making these assumptions based on some weird things, but I think it happens so much more to moms of biracial kids because mm-hmm. there is this weird assumption that someone non-white is the caregiver, the paid caregiver mm-hmm. of these kids um, which, which is so why you should just that brought that never thing, up. Assume, right, whether, like, never assume, right? Just like never assume someone's pregnant. Just
0: right. don't. But whether like whether she's the mom or the nanny, she just obviously needed to pee. She needed like a <laughs> so to get into the bathroom and go <laughs> pee. So and her job at the moment awful. was to keep the kids out of the faux bedroom. Right. It just why did he so lock hysterical. it? That's all I yeah, could think. the, the door, lock door it. was a job Okay. So yeah.
1: let's segue to that. Let's segue to. I've worked at home for mm-hmm. many, many years. Amy, you work at home. Mm-hmm. Andrea, you worked at home. I, I mean, it is a, oh. it is hard enough when you don't have kids or pets or other things to bother you because there's always the refrigerator and the phone. <laughs> the and UPS whatever. guy. Right. Yeah. Everything. When you are home with kids, and I have a picture of myself at my computer with both of my children on my lap at the same time. <laughs> um, but... What do you do like it is so hard and it's so hard on the kids because they know that you are in another room and they don't understand that that's work. So they just see that you're prioritizing something else and literally shutting them out.
2: I think a lot of it depends on what industry you're in, because when I'm on a conference call or a video call, I'm generally on with other people in my same situation, a lot of people who work from home, so I think there's more of an understanding that there might be kids running into the frame, that there might be interruptions like that. I think it's a lot worse if you generally work in an office and you're just working from home for that day and you're like when my husband takes a conference call from home right. and he's trying to sound like he's, he's in his office and then the kids are screaming in another room not realizing he's on the phone. I think it's just it just depends on your situation. You're like my office mates are crazy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Someone's birthday today in the
2: office. You know yeah.
0: it's interesting oh. because for a very long time my husband worked from home um, you know because his office was in Washington. And so he would commute to Washington four days a week and then when he was home, he'd work from home. Um, And then when sequestration happened and budget cuts kicked in, he started going down less frequently. And so it really did become, you know, the office in our home was his office. And even I, if I needed to make another call or if I needed to do something, I couldn't do it in our shared office. because he's supposed to be at work, you know, and he's on right. conference calls and talking to people and I didn't want to be in the background. And, you know, that was something that, that we experienced with Matthew growing up. Um, we were really lucky because we had a physical office with a door on it. And one of the things that I always did when Matt was home on snow days was just say like, okay, this is the office, you can be here. And, you know, you can't be wild and crazy and screaming and, and try to really make it that that office space is off limits. And then I think the other thing that a lot of people who work from home do is kind of set a little more flexible schedule. Like, OK, I'm going to be in here working, but I'll shut down a little early and we can all, I don't know, go out and make a snowman or, you know, you'll have friends over or we'll cook or do something. But I think that the kind of having a dedicated space helps.
2: It's funny because um, my dad's a piano teacher. And when I was little, he tried to transition from teaching in a music store to teaching in our house. And it did not go well and it did not last long because I can remember being huddled in a bedroom with my mom and two younger sisters and my mom trying to keep three young kids quiet, which was impossible. It's not like we, you know, she couldn't put headphones on us and have us watch a movie on the iPad like this was, you know, the 70s. So it it just didn't work. I I think it's probably so much easier now um, that you can kind of put kids, you know, give them an electronic babysitter. Right. so that's that's a definite good thing. I think now. you
1: actually need a babysitter. So yeah. I think if you have a young kid at home and you're really working full time at home, someone else has to take care of your kid. Yeah. You know, I think when it gets really hard is when you are at home with your kids and you're working at home. Mm-hmm. And then there are the occasional times during the week where you need to do a conference call or you need to make a video call. And that's when your kid doesn't get it right because you don't have that other help that's now watching them at mm-hmm. the same time like if your kids in a routine with a babysitter or a nanny or your other your spouse or whatever it is where they know that they're going to go out to the playground they're going to go you know they have like a routine I, I just remember that was the hardest when all of a sudden i'd have a call I mean, God forbid a video call, because that's a Skype call. That yeah. would be the worst. But where you had to shut the door on your kids and they'd be like banging outside the door Yeah, well, that's to be a, let in.
2: That's a complaint that I've heard from several friends when they hired someone to take care of their kids while they were working at home. That they tried to stress that you have to pretend I'm not here. Right. and. The nanny wasn't able to say no to the kids like that. It's
1: very hard. It's, it's very hard. hard for the kids to understand it and not feel rejected.
0: Yeah. So my one favorite Skype call story, and I and I regret it to this day. It was right after Hurricane Sandy, and luckily I was at Mashable, so we could work from home. When I was at ABC, you you actually had to pack a suitcase when you came in because you would be put up in a hotel for however long you know the storm was or however long the the traveling was oh, dangerous. Wow. Yeah, it was kind of like, you get in, and then you get in ahead of the storm, and you're in. Actually, that's what
2: it was like when I worked in a hotel. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. (laughs) Um, And so after Hurricane Sandy, I had a Skype call scheduled with Katy Perry. And my nieces were living with us because after Sandy, everybody lost their power. And for some reason, we still had power. So my my sister's whole family moved in with us. And I kind of tried to hold it off till the last second and finally I said to them, So guys, I'm gonna be doing a Skype call and you know, just try to stay out and try not to make too much noise. And then one of them said, Who are you talking to? And I said, (laughs) And so and of course I have total ant regret. Like I should have just had them come in at the end and be like, Hi, Katie you know, what is she gonna do? Um, but the door to my office was a glass door. And uh, so when I was done, I I kind of turned around. And, and they're teenagers. They were like, I don't know, maybe 17 and 14 at the time with these noses pressed up to the glass door of my office trying to get a, like a little bit of a look at Katy Perry on my monitor. It was hysterical. Uh, I don't know. I think so.
1: I, the only thing I figured out when working at home was there were a couple things. One was the kid issue, which then eventually they went to school. So that was only an issue when they were little. Yeah. Um, but then there are two other issues. One is the walking to the refrigerator continually because you're bored. And then you're mm-hmm. like, let's see what's in here. That looks interesting. What mm. do I want to eat? I don't know. Maybe I want to eat that. Maybe I don't want to eat that. Maybe I want to order food. Like That's like a whole horrible thing. And then also not managing your time because mm-hmm. you're home and like your whole morning gets slip away. like you could start like all of a sudden you're picking up stuff, you're cleaning something and then you get distracted by something else. And I found when I worked at home, I had to. Pretend I worked in an office. Like I had to mm-hmm. get up, get dressed, have a calendar schedule. Like go outside at some point. <laughs> like Those are all sure things I that I aspire to.
0: <laughs> but I couldn't except the going outside part. Oh my yes, god! I, I should you have
1: to go outside. Like you have to be. And what would happen is it ended up going outside. To buy something like that was then mm. my my errand was to like buy something. Or if you're doing pickup, like if you're caring for your kids, it was also your whole day was based around drop off, mm-hmm. pickup. You know, so your day would end. My day at least ended very early all the time. It would end by two thirty. So like I had to get stuff done before then, or it wasn't going to get done.
0: So, so you yeah. really- were, were able to do like? Could you ever trade off with other moms for pickup? Yeah, like to have them pick up your kids and then you pick up their kids.
1: I never did. You know, I preferred to truncate my schedule and do as much as I could do in that time. Um, I also didn't want to pick up other people's kids. Yeah. To be honest with you, I I was was going to say, that's not a good deal. Um, My kids also, when they were little, like they were done at the end of the day. They were really done. Like I would pick them up. They would be like hungry, tired, Mm -hmm. over it. When they were little, especially um, later on, they would stay longer at school and do after-school stuff, mm-hmm. and then I'd uh-huh. have like a couple long days, which were great. Um, but I, I mean, I had friends who would absolutely pick them up if I needed them to, and I would pick their kids up if I needed to. But I generally didn't. I generally didn't trade off.
2: I just made my kids walk home alone when they were really young. That added like half an hour to my workday. <laughs> <laughs> My problem was not usually my kids because I didn't actually start working again until they were in school. My problem is my cat because um, the most popular video I have on YouTube, one of the most popular, is me making pancakes. And you can hear my cat meowing throughout the entire thing. And I get more comments. Because she wanted attention? Because she knew that I was doing something with food and she wasn't getting any. (laughs) And I get more comments on that video about my cat than about the food. And the video is like five years old, four years old. The cat's dead. So every time somebody comments about the video, I have to be, oh, thanks. She's dead. Aww. <laughs> but now I have a new cat who makes just as much noise. That's so funny. I have to say I always do like it when I'm on the
1: conference call with men. And I hear a kid screaming in the background. <laughs> all the like, they're 3,000 times more horrified than a woman is all the time. They're always like, that's my kid. I'm, I'm working from home today. I'm like, oh, dude, like I get it. Don't we worry get about it. it. But it's always so reassuring because I do think, you know, it's not a mom thing anymore. There's so many dads. Somebody actually
2: did a a video, uh, maybe it was just a screenshot or or a full video. I don't know. I'll find it of the the guy, the BBC guy in a wig. Like, (laughs) how would this have been received if If this had happened to a woman? Would it have been as cute, or would it have? No, I think she.
1: I think a mom who pushed their kid away like that would be totally oh my yeah. god burned at the stake I like agree. if yeah. a mom I'm had done that
0: angry at him for doing that i know <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I can't
2: i can't get mad at him because in the moment like who knows what you would do right yeah. and i also think as bad as that nanny
1: slash mom discussion is if it had been a white mom with an asian nanny who ran in like that oh lord like hmm. i can't even oh. imagine also the whole like that mom. Oh, would, the backlash! Oh, everything about that. Yeah. <laughs> everything yeah. about yeah. it is bad, and so we haven't come that far. <laughs> I would say. But and anyway. I do love that
0: it was a man. It's perfect. I love and that it was a man. The video's great, if you haven't <laughs> seen the video, you all need to go watch it now. Have you
1: seen all the memes about those two little kids now? Yes. The cartoons, the everything. I mean, they're, they're so awesome. <laughs> there's, there's, the, and nevertheless, she persisted. <laughs> right.
0: I love that one. <laughs>
1: Uh, the joy in that little girl's heart. I hope it's not squashed. I really I do.
0: do. I'm so horrified. I hope this I is just like a funny have story. have to go see if it's a tampon. Now. <laughs>
2: yeah, please go look. Because I read that today, and have I have to put I, it in slow mo and like blow it up. I only had my phone, so I couldn't blow it up big enough to see. But I, I need to do some serious CSI work on this when I get home. That
1: poor mom. I just oh, all she wants to do is go to the bathroom. She would <laughs> so, never be a bore at a dinner party. No. That's their Christmas card forever now.
2: Oh, it has <laughs> All right. <laughs> with that, we'll be right back with our Bites of the Week. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
0: You're listening to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy.
1: We are back with our Bites of the Week. And Amy, you're up.
2: Yeah, so... um, We've all seen videos from the space station and from space shuttles, they're adorable. Um, I love watching them, I love watching the silly things that the astronauts do in space. But the other day I happened to come across a collection of more than 40 videos that one astronaut did from the International Space Station, it was a few years ago, I think it was in 2013 or 2014, and it's Canadian astronaut Chris Hadfield and in some of them he's answering questions from students, in some of them he's he's actually uh, working with the guys from Mythbusters, um, some of them are really short, some of them are like, most of them are around two, three minutes, so you can watch a whole bunch at once, which I did. Um, some of them are as long as like eight or nine, but most are shorter. And it's everything from how do you shave in space? How do you brush your teeth in space? What happens when you wring out a wet washcloth in space? How do you eat? You know, how do you that's clean cool. up? It's it's just so cool. My and daughter t- wanted to be an astronaut until she
1: knew they wore diapers.
2: Uh, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> she was like, I'm done. That's that thing that they say they get wrong in every single movie, that whenever the, the astronauts take off their spacesuits, they're not wearing diapers. And every director is like, we don't care. We don't want our sexy actors wearing <laughs> diapers we're just we're not going to do it everything else in the movie can be correct we're not changing that. Not that but it's just so nice to have dozens of videos that you can just watch right That's in a row cool. and he's funny and
0: yeah you and you can watch him with your kids fantastic I have to say I did I don't I guess I must have seen the same thing you saw and I saw the video of how to wring out a wet sponge like isn't what that it looks cool like. It was unbelievable. (laughs) It's still open on my computer to
2: show my husband. That's how I found it. That's how I found the videos. That was the first one that I found, and Fiona Ah, and I were watching it. And then I'll also post a link, because from that I found a TED Talk that he did about how to deal with fear, which is also very cool. So I'll, I'll post all of that. Cool
0: stuff. That's
1: cool. I want to see that one. All right, Andrea,
0: you're up. Okay. So mine's mine's kind of sad, although it's... So Amy Krauss Rosenthal, who was a wonderful writer, we were talking before, she's written so many books, and, and one of the books I love, actually, is one of her earlier books, Encyclopedia of an Ordinary Life, um, but she wrote a beautiful essay in the Modern Love section of the New York Times, I believe it was March 3rd, called You May Want to Marry My Husband, and it was so... Um, beautifully written and poignant and emotional um, and I loved it because she talked about how she has terminal ovarian cancer and she's she's kind of you know talking about um, how fab fabulous her husband kind of making a dating profile for him uh, for his for his next uh, part of his life and if you haven't read it everybody needs to read it because uh, it really was beautiful but she passed away today And I was so sad to hear that news. And when I was I was reading about it, I saw that there was um, a follow up like three days later in the Modern Love column, which I hadn't seen previously. And it's amazing because you know we all hear about people who comment on. Online articles and their trolls and they talk about Trump and Obama and it's thanks Obama it's all his fault and this is just the nicest collection of comments of people who wrote in with their thoughts with their stories hmm. um, just with their love so we'll have the two links to them but everybody should read this essay that she wrote and um, send some thoughts to her family I just want to say that she wrote my son's favorite book when he was
2: little, Little P, about the little P who can't have his vegetables until he eats all of his dessert. I love that book. <laughs> it's
1: so good. She's, She's written a lot of amazing. great kids' books. Yeah.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah. All right. Um, so I have a super low-tech bite this week, and it's to use a travel agent <laughs> huh? <laughs> when you're booking real trips. So and you are booking a real and trip. And I'm booking a real trip, so we're planning this trip to Japan and I could not have done it without a travel agent. Oh, it yeah. is so overwhelming. This, um, the internet has actually made it so overwhelming that you can't figure out what to do and mm-hmm. how to do it. You Google one thing. You go down these rabbit holes of, like, tour guides and this guide and this. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. So we had booked our airfare and we had booked hotels because we were like, we're using our points. Like, we're, this is it. We've been saving them forever. So kind of had that basic stuff. But then the when you're in a place where you really do need a guide yeah. for a lot of your trip and you need someone to have a structure for you, like you could spend a month in Tokyo, right? And not cover all of it. So... We have friends who have a travel agency, and it's funny because it didn't occur to me to use a travel agent (laughs) except a friend of mine is planning a trip to Ecuador and said, do you have a travel agent? I'm like, oh, I totally know a fantastic travel agent. We've known them forever. And as soon as I did that, I'm like, I'm so stupid. Why aren't I calling him (laughs) for my trip? So I did, Um, and to have someone else literally send you an itinerary with yeah. like all of what you're gonna do and you know put in the free time we wanted like listen to how we wanted to travel knew the ages of our kids knew that all we wanted to do was eat like it was like so <laughs> perfect and it doesn't cost you anything right oh no. right like, I the, mean now the services that we're all purchasing like the tour guides right. all the stuff we're booking but the travel agent itself it's that's, like a hundred dollar booking fee that's it that's amazing. And so, yeah, like instead of me now having to go down this Google rabbit hole or TripAdvisor rabbit hole of every single thing and every recommendation and people sent people were fabulous. They sent me emails of, like their friends itineraries and whatever. So I had like some idea of what we wanted to do, mm-hmm. but to have someone else structure it. And then we have a guide every morning. So we have our afternoons free, but knowing like you're going to be with a guide, you're going to end here and they're going to tell you like what they would recommend for the afternoon. Mm. All that kind of stuff, especially where you don't speak the language. Mm -hmm. Um, But my friend also did her trip to Ecuador and said, like, oh, my God, I couldn't have done it without him. That was amazing. We got this whole trip back. And she's also, like, she's a very organized person. Like, if anyone could have done it, she could have. And she was like, oh, my God, I didn't even know where to start. So that is my recommendation. I recommend travel agents. Old school.
0: That's actually a really, you know, I think that we just don't think to do that anymore. Right. Because we're so used to just going on United or Delta and booking our own flight and then Googling some stories, you know, five top things to do in. And, you know, to get some really good feedback and information is, is, especially when you're going to a place where you don't speak the language. Right. Or or when people
2: come to me about Disney World and they yes. know nothing about Disney World, I say go to a travel agent because there are travel agents who only do Disney yes. World and they are invaluable.
1: Yeah, it's a totally different thing. And I think they know about things you would never think about. Mm-hmm. Like you think you're finding everything when you're on Google with a million different things coming your way. But like tea ceremony, like I want you to do a tea ceremony. Like I don't even know where to start with that. Mm-hmm. And also just to have someone say like you're going to be here at this time. And we're going to get you the ticket to get from, like, here to here. And so all you have to do is, like, show up nice. and get there. And then you're you're done. It makes it manageable um, without putting you on a tour. Right. And you feel like you're going to see everything. Mm-hmm. Because half the time otherwise you're wasting on Google Maps or, your mm-hmm. ma- you know, just trying to find everything and do everything. So this way you know you have a limited amount of time you're going to get from thing to thing. And you have a phone number to call if things don't work out. Mm-hmm. Like, because I was, you know, originally hotel rooms in Japan are very small. You have to have two hotel rooms if you're traveling with kids. And I was like, why don't we just Airbnb? No. I'm like, I'm not showing up in a country where I don't speak the language <laughs> at 10 o'clock at night after flying for 14 hours and hoping that my Airbnb works out. Yeah. Because I've had right. a lot of friends now who have had horrible Airbnb experiences. And I'm like, yeah, I can't do that. No. I can only do that if I go to, like, the Berkshires and I can, like, hunt that person down. And <laughs> find, you know, but I'm not doing that. And, and find a Motel 6 if you absolutely exactly, need to. Exactly. So Travel Agent, that is my bite of the week. Highly recommend. It really costs you almost nothing. Do it. Do it up. Nice. All right. That is our show for the week. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Parenting Bites where we will... Definitely have that video. Yes.
2: And all of the memes and all of the analyses. I want a t shirt with a
1: oh my god, it's the best. Um, plus everything else we talked about this week or on parentingbites.com where you can also find everything. Find us on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. I still I love those comments. They're like my favorite things ever. Um and on play.it you can find parenting bites and all the other CBS podcasts. Until next week. Happy parenting. Bye. (laughs) Bye.